Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The flowers are blooming. The grass is growing. And it's time to chop the weeds. Thanks to our sponsors at Manscaped, you can trim those holes safely and efficiently. I'm talking about ball trimmers, y'all. Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, have an exclusive offer for the Thomas Island audience. If you use our code... And you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Join the 2 million men who trust Manscaped. They're here to make sure your balls are trimmed and smelling nice. After all, it's time for some spring cleaning. Manscaped has all the tools to get you spring ready. Have you heard about the Weed Whacker? It's a nose and ear hair trimmer that provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. There's no more gross nose hairs flying off into the wind. Plus, the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor and a 360 degree rotary dual blade system. Manscaped is making it easier than ever to whack your weeds and also to make sure that you have the most confidence while also providing hygiene. Speaking of incredible hygiene, Manscaped has formulations to keep you fresh and ready for everything that comes your way all day. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. It's starting to get hot outside and this is crucial for your balls to stop sticking to your leg. I use it. It's great especially as the summertime gets swampier if you go to manscaped.com right now and use the code tama you'll get 20 percent off and free shipping that's right use the code t-a-m-a for free shipping and 20 percent off at manscaped.com manscaped shave your balls welcome to tama's island it is us Tama Tonga and Ross Berman. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good. The sun is shining in Chicago. It's a it's a beautiful day. How are things down on your end of the country? Oh man, it's, it was raining all weekend. We had like some kind of storm coming through, but today has been lovely. Today has been a beautiful weather down here in Florida. Awesome. Uh, yeah, pool, nice pool day, but it's Monday. I got the case of the Mondays right now. Chill. I'm in relax mode, man. On Tama's Island, I'm in chill mode for sure. Man, I feel so it's a relaxing Monday here on uh, here on Thomas Island. We got a we got a pretty I would say a relaxing interview for the listeners at home in this. Uh, oh this yeah, episode. man, we were in we were definitely in chill mode then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got somebody who this guy is great. He's he's one of my uh, greatest friends here. Um, a great great brother, great talent, very uh, versatile. In his uh, in his arsenal of of pro wrestling, of gimmicks, of uh, <laughs> just an all around talent, man. I tell you, this guy has got it all. Um, Ross, you want to do the? You wanna yeah, do the absolutely. Honor? What you're about yeah. to hear is Tomatonga's uh, exclusive interview with the one, the only, the Bullet Club OG Luke Gallows, That's and uh, it, you're going to get to hear nearly an hour of Tama and uh, Luke kind of talking, catching up, uh, having, uh, having a very deep uh, kind of conversation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nah. But <laughs> if you want to hear the entire extended, uncut edition of Tama and Luke's uh, interview, then head on over to patreon.com slash Tama's Island, become a subscriber. That's where you get those super uh, loaded episodes uh, only on patreon.com slash Thomas Island. But what, how did it feel, Tama, catching up, uh, catching up with Luke Gallo? Because him, uh, him and Carl are making some waves. It sounds like they're headed, they're oh. headed to Japan way. Oh, yeah. They, uh, let, me, let me tell you how great this brother is. We were just mm-hmm. chatting, and uh, it must have been like close to midnight. <laughs> and we decided, you know what, why not? Let's, hey, you want to do the podcast now? You want to do a podcast? And he, he's like, let's do it. Of course, we had a little bit of the the wine ski, a little bit of the mm-hmm. the fire water, a little, you know. So it got real deep, real personal. So uh, you guys get to see a side here that not many uh, get to see in the in the outside <laughs> world. So that's uh, that's how much of a great brother he is. He's down to ride anytime. Always got my back, and uh, you know I got his. So these boys are making a splash. There's a lot of news, you know, that's been uh, surrounding them since their uh, 
that since they're released from um, the other side, you know, yeah, so. we're, still, we're still waiting on that countdown when that, that uh, I guess the no compete clause and uh, I guess a number of other agreements lapse and they're able to just kind of say whatever the hell they want to say. Uh, but they've been saying it already most or they're at, at like 80% <laughs> dropping all kinds of FGD bombs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> they, are, they, they, they work in, they work in swear words the way most artists work in oil paints. Um, <laughs> they, it's a, it's a unique, a unique interview. It's the only kind of thing you can get here on, uh, on Thomas Island, but it's, it sounds like not only are, uh, are we getting some, some good brothers possibly heading into new Japan's future, but new Japan's future is going to get addressed tonight, 10 PM, uh, June 9th, uh, or 11 PM Eastern new Japan's finally going to let people know, uh, where they stand with, uh, it looks like live events. They're going to have some kind of announcement, some kind of press conference. Tom, I, are you, you're as, as in the dark as we are, aren't you? Like you're waiting they're gonna to find out what's yeah i'm glad they're gonna put out some some news here for me and and everybody else at the same time you yeah. know hey get get me out of this darkness here let me know what's going on with my own job when am i yeah. going back to work boss i guess i'll find out at the same time everybody is tonight at 11 o'clock all right <laughs> yeah 11 p.m eastern new japan world they're gonna be doing uh all, all kinds of announcements what now, obviously, the the live event schedule and when they will return to live events—that's that's the dry and cut answer to what we're probably going to get. But what's like the the pie in the sky dream that you would want from New Japan to announce at this press conference? Like, what's the big what if, what like the just in your wildest dreams? What would be your your dream New Japan announcement? Oh shoot, jeez, bro! <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking cartoons. I'm talking. Books, I'm talking. Oh shoot! Uh, they, that Tamatonga is getting his own movie deal for uh, <laughs> seven figures. You know. There you go. <laughs> there be my, you go. <laughs> or eight figures. Let's make it a wild, wild dream then. There you go. <laughs> Ask for the world and make them give you a state. That's the way. Yeah, that's the way negotiation huh? works. <laughs> <laughs> American football? U.S. Shit, son. Oh, shit, son. <laughs> Look, uh, <laughs> hey, my dude, man. Yo, Gallows, bro. Do you open? I'm here. Oh, I don't hey, even have man. one. I ain't even got one of those. Hey, I, I got you. I got you, Gallows. You got, I got you, dog. Have face. I got you, my ninja, bro. You know oh, I got you, man. Hey. You know, Gallows. Holy shit! I love the American flags. Look on them toys. You know, you're the one who hooked me hooked me up with those uh that that Tampa uh toy figurines up there that you got up there. Oh, I see let, behind let you. Me, let me tell you, I'm gonna give you a Tama Tama's Island exclusive. What's going to happen with Super 7, the number one action figure company in the motherfucking world, uh -huh. uh, who's already signed on with New Japan, uh -huh. uh, that does the Simpsons and all these Marvel characters. I don't know shit about that. Tom, I don't know shit about that. But I'm telling you, somebody here that I know in this room, one of us or both, signed a motherfucking deal. You want to talk about Mattel? Oh, Mattel's cool. Not. <laughs> Wait until you see these fucking things. Are they worth forty nine ninety five? They're worth seventy nine ninety five, and I can't <laughs> wait till you got one on your shelf behind you. What? Gallows, man. Uh, you know, we were, we were talking earlier, and I and uh, we, this is on the fly. Now this yeah. podcast here, no, no, no. we just so, decided. So, so, so let's let's let's. I don't want to take over your podcast because it's your podcast. No, and, and take over. Were, hey, were, this is Thomas you, Island. If you want to take over Thomas Island, please do. Here on Thomas Island, there's a lot of motherfucking podcasts I go on that I'm the most charismatic motherfucker on there. This ain't one of them. Nah, no. So, I, want, I want this to be so one of them. So, this is what I want. What the fuck is going on right now? Hey. You took over the goddamn world hey. while I was away. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, let me let let me do you. Let me let me let me do you due process here. And, I mean, I'd let and, you do your handsome my, shit, but and pay my respect. Now, um, you know, for all our podcast listeners, like th this guy here, really is a uh, a good friend of mine, and I uh, I have a lot of fucking respect for this guy. He um he taught me a lot 
when he came to New Japan, I was green off the fucking grass. And um, he really brought in uh, an insight to the other companies that he's worked for, from WWE to TNA, and now coming to New Japan. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And and if it wasn't for him, I I wouldn't know a lot. And number two, you wouldn't have had that great story of me bootlegging online. This, this, this guy here taught me so I should have took the heat for that shit, shouldn't I? <laughs> no, nah, man. No, nah, hell no, nah, man. And I and I will definitely take the heat for you any day, That's man. my heat. That's yeah, Tom Tonga's heat is my heat, ladies and gentlemen. Nah, and, and First, you know, he taught me a lot, exclusive. you know. <laughs> We were we it, like uh, just to you know I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna um shine shoot gallows shoot here shoot for, for for a minute here and you know in we weren't getting fucking paid we weren't getting paid in New Japan and right. nobody was getting paid for fucking merch and right. so we were struggling as foreigners they treated us different let's be honest yeah. and and I mean it's the same here in America they don't treat the same the Japanese the same as the Americans, Americans get better pay, better than Japanese. So when we're over there, yeah, we're going to get that same treatment. So at the time I wasn't getting paid and I was struggling from like paycheck to paycheck. We're like coming out here, spending all this time away from my family and we weren't getting paid. And um, so Gallows comes into Bullet Club, the Young Bucks come into Bullet Club and man, they taught us about hustling and and really like (laughs) putting in work to make your money and um so that's how the story of um, me uh uh hustling online you know got (laughs) and and you know my dumbass you know yellows taught me hustling but it's supposed to be for the indie scenes and i was like why don't we just do it bigger than the indie scenes and just go online he's like well then i learned because you're gonna get caught (laughs) so at at the time but you outsmarted every bullshit thing that i told you and what is what is the carney what is a good brother you've evolved and guess what the motherfucker evolved and look at him now. I was I was sitting at WrestleMania in a hotel room, matter in hell, sitting there going, "There's a Bullet Club beach party two blocks away," and I'm sitting here pissed off about what I'm doing with a bunch of people I'm pissed off about sitting with, and about two cool brothers, and I know Tama, my love, and Fale. I mean, to see him in America is like seeing a fucking ghost in the street. <laughs> Gato and the boys are down the street, and I'm sitting here fucking dressing up like a bellhop, doing some goddamn skit for an online thing. And I went, you, listen, selling out's one thing because you love your family, but when you feel it like that, that's real shit. I went, God damn it. <laughs> And then when I let it go and I poured a gallows-sized glass of wine, I said to myself, everything I said to them, they did so much better than I could have ever imagined for them. And just my little brother out of heart exploded with fucking pride because you and Fale, like, man, I'll tell a funny story too. Like, I'm acting like I'm like your goddamn wrestling dad. I'm not. Your dad's no, you are. He could he could rip my tongue out of my mouth. No, no. And I remember I remember one of my first tours over there. I'm I'm fucking drunk in the street. I'm having a good time. My career's resuming bullet clubs, all this shit. And I turn around. I'm talking to Hot Carl, and he's laughing. And Folly's laughing. I turn around, Tom. I said, "Let's do this, son." He goes, "You ain't my fucking daddy." And I went. <laughs> I, I said Rick, that to I you. Put, I put the Ric Flair hands up. I said, hold on a goddamn <laughs> second here. That ain't how I meant it, son. What? 
<laughs> oh, fucker, here's about to pull my bipolar, my, my, what do they call my bicuspids out of my mouth. Like, I don't want some haku treatment. I was trying to put this some bitch over. He's about to rip my mouth. I, and I, 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 was, I was real serious with my, yeah, um, and, and, I was real serious with my business because, yes, you know, I was, I, at the time, I, I just didn't know how to loosen up. And, and I, 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 you handled yourself amazing. It was, it was, no. <laughs> it was not understanding. At the time, at the time, <laughs> you know, I was, I was like, what, 30, 31. I, I was yeah. like, man, you were young, like 19 or 34. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, Gallows had had all this experience as, as a wrestler. Yeah. I'll probably I, die before I'm 41, but I lived a lot. No, and I and I came from I came from the military, and then wrestling was yeah. like it's all or nothing for me. So I was like, I gotta take this serious. Everything else in my life, I've, I've taken as a joke, and so. But Gallows really like he showed me uh, how to um, enjoy being in the moment and and just working and and earning and and just being a great brother. So to me. This dude really showed me a lot, and I—that's why I love him so much. And and there was times there where I would I would say, "Gallus, bro, um, I'm gonna fucking make." I'm gonna fuck I'm gonna get one. And I, tonight I'm gonna get messed up. I'm gonna get messed up. Gonna, and, he, and he was like, "Uh oh," <laughs> and I was serious, you know, because I was like, I was so, I was so like. Uh, I never told again. him I didn't believe him because I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he um, out of great brothers, man, um, just to, you know, to show some love. Uh, th- during this whole time at the beginning of Bullet Club, Gallows would invite me up to his place out there and I would go visit him and his mom and dad. And, and, uh, and I got to meet his brother. And, um, you know, we, we met his all his boys and some of these boys weren't just in their state. They were like from other states and to show you the, uh, the character uh, yeah. here that I, I adore. He, you know, like, you know, some people call him their, uh, his minions, but, and, and I, I made that mistake once of calling him his, his minions, but really they're not. They're his boys that are staying true to him because he stayed so true no matter how far he got in life. And in his career, he never forgot where he came from. And he always went back and saw his boys and grabbed his boys. And, and to this day, um, uh, you know, he, they still come to his house in Georgia, though, he, you know, that's not his hometown, you know. So, uh, and I got to hang out with all of them. We've drank beers. We have barbecues. And uh, there was a story I, I talked with Carl Anderson. One of his boys had grabbed me to stay the extra night, but I had, I had the um to shoot to shoot their guns the next day, but I had <laughs> I had uh <laughs> I had a title match the next day, so I, it was like it was so really like, hard hey, for hey, me because I wanted to shoot some guns, but it, at the same time, you know, I, no, bro, I gotta win the goddamn title. <laughs> Want to win the title? <laughs> I gotta win the goddamn title. You know, and, and so um his boy Jacob, you know, and yeah, and fuck his, man, I, I'm yeah. so glad I'm so glad you brought him. Yeah, oh, man, he, he's a. Um, th- these I, are I good brothers. I want to. I want to tell you something about him. Yeah. He. Um, I don't have much time we have. So no, we got a lot of time. So please. But uh, he's he's coming here this weekend. The COVID nineteen happened. The pandemic, and we were all going to get a uh, a house on the Outer Banks of North Carolina together. But uh, he sent me a message last week and said, "Listen, we can't get the house." Um, but we'd love to come to Georgia. Is that okay? I don't want to impose. I said, dude, you guys know, like, you're always invited. Long story short, those guys used to send my tapes to WWF for me when I was 18 years Please old. Please tell I, that story, and, man. And, and, and fuck, well, 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 I will. But uh, just just to talk about the character of those two guys and, and, and what it means to the story, and this is something maybe you don't know because you heard about it brushed upon. Jake's a cool guy. He's quiet. He loves to... <laughs> pound beers with the boys and he'll stand in the background. Brian, the, the bigger one, he'll, he'll, he'll pour his heart out to you. He's a good yeah. boy. He's, he's great. He's 50 years old now and one of the best friends ever. He's the reason I have a career. Cause he would, 
we go back to his house and he's 30 and I'm 18 and he would edit the shit and he'd put it together and then he'd go, well, Drew, your resume needs to look like this. And we set it here and then we'd mail it out, snail mail it. And we did that shit. But Jake was never like, he didn't have that Mark thing to him where he would never go like, like Brian would go like, I wrestled King Kong Monday last Saturday. It was awesome. Jake would never do that. He, he, whatever we did the indies and he would dive off the top rope onto the floor into chairs and i go jake like why are you doing that like, you got four kids at home what the fuck are you doing me? well you know i gotta let them know that i'm a hard guy you know we live in the community i'm going that's fucking stupid but whatever do your thing uh but his thing always and this I, i've never got to really tell you this so it's fun to tell you on a podcast like Haku, your dad was his guy. And I think I mentioned that to you when we did the match mm-hmm. in Georgia about five years ago. And I, I, I paid those guys a little bit of money to come down there just to be in the match, but, but not because just the match, just like that. He lived his dream that night, but he wouldn't mark out and say that he lived his dream. But this is 2020 and I got a message from him two days ago and he sent me a gif of Haku grabbing the back of his tights and pile driving on the floor. And he goes, Haku was my favorite wrestler from the time I was seven years old. And all I ever wanted to do was be in the ring with Haku. And that night, he grabbed the back of my tights and said, let me teach you something from the old school. And then I didn't (laughs) jump or anything. He grabbed me by the back of my pants, stood me straight up in the air, jumped up, and fucking pile drove me. And I popped out of it safe. And the motherfucker, he could die tomorrow. (laughs) In that moment, I swear to God, whether this translates on the podcast or not, is the greatest career highlight. And I'll let him listen to this, and he's going to love it. Jake the Machine Davis got piled drove by Haku on the floor in the ring. I can't remember. At our show, WrestleMerica in Barnesville, Georgia, we're doing a brother out six-man. He'll never fucking forget it. That's the shit. That's the shit that, like, I love wrestling so much. It doesn't like sound like much to a lot of people, but like to give my boy who believed in me and all that shit. And like every WrestleMania I've ever been to, like he came and sat at the hall of fame. And my goal was to bring him to the Tokyo dome. Cause like he always respected what we did in Japan way more yeah. than that stuff. And that's whatever, whatever your fandom is. My dad was the same way. He said, I don't understand the entertainment part, but when I go here and watch this like a real sport, he like professional wrestling. But when he came to Japan, he got it and that was jake's thing and and haku felt so real to him because he was mm-hmm. and to feel that and give that to like my my childhood friend who was three years older than me that like that's what he loved and i i remember when when you and i talked and i said like i want this other guy in the other town like oh wrestling bullshit like we got to have a better show. Like, can I book you for this much and this much? That I call him? Would your dad do it? And I'm fucking crossing my fingers. This is 2014 or 15 or whatever. And, and oh yeah, he'll do it to help us. And I went, fuck. And then I, and then, then my selfish, I went, I got to call Jake. Cause Jake would, he'll fucking come for this. And Jake goes, I'll drive down there. It was a 12 hour, 12 and a half hour drive. Yeah, it's a far drive. And I don't have a budget for this fucking show. I got no sponsors. I'm like, I mean, we'll see what happens. <laughs> he goes, if I can be in the match with Haku, <laughs> I go, I mean, he's going to like, you want me to let him beat the shit out of you? Okay, this is perfect. <laughs> but then now, like, looking back on it, like, for him, like that. You know, you can't call a guy like that a weekend warrior because you can YouTube Jake Davis and Luke Gallows and, like, he would take – I think it's stupid. And he can say that it is stupid and he can rebuttal me on this, but he would dive off the top rope and I would move and he would go ahead first into thumbtacks. (laughs) That's what wrestling was then and that's what we – like, how we started. But all he ever wanted – was to see his idol Haku. Like, he wrestled Barbarian, and we all – Barbarian was so good to us when we started. All, all those Island Brothers, man. Like, yeah. Aki, Umaga, Roman Reigns. I can talk shit about a lot of the boys. They ain't a motherfucker out of the, your group who wasn't an amazing worker and wasn't an amazing dude. I don't care what anybody ever says. Like, I live that. I, I remember Samu beating the shit out of me, then picking me up and going, see, I told you. And I went, yep. 
<laughs> Beat me up next week, bud. <laughs> I fucking love being around you because, like, uh, that was that was what, like, to us, that was what professional wrestling was. And your dad was such an important. I'm not trying to ramble, but your Haku was such an important thing in his fucking life that he he sent me a the pile driver yesterday and goes, "We're driving down tomorrow." Like that was five years ago. That's how much that motherfucker loved getting dropped on his head. I mean, let's be honest. Like, keep that dropping on his head. Yeah. He's so goddamn happy about it. That's the mark you motherfuckers leave. You don't understand. Oh, man. Amazing, brother. Such great brothers, man. Amazing. I I remember that match. We came out to Barnesville. And, you know, we, we, I'm still green. You know, I I came into Barnesville, Georgia, and uh, I brought my dad. And I remember you fixing the match, and then we did the match, everything. We had fun. You know, we worked it. And then after we were done, uh, Jacob comes up, man, you know, they didn't they didn't hurt me one bit. They didn't. <laughs> Jake was waiting to get just beaten. Just they you guys thought just that we were going to, you know, mess them up and then hurt them. It, it, them it, right. it, like, when I came up, like, Jake was a tough guy in the neighborhood for the yeah. local wrestling. Like, he'll yeah. hit you with a chair. He'll do all this. And, like, yeah. cool. But he had real fear in his eyes. He came up to me and he goes, brother, I want to, and he, he didn't, <laughs> I'm not going to say he doesn't have a lot of charisma, but he's a quiet brother. He goes, brother, I want to thank you for uh, booking me with Haku tonight and uh, whatever happens out there, like, uh, it's fine. I understand. And I was like, <laughs> you're not going to your, the trial of your death. <laughs> he ain't going to kill you. You're not and walking if he does, green mile if he right does now, my ass will be outside. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs> he was so surprised. It, it like it, you know, because the the idea yeah. of Japanese strong style was so ingrained to these uh, to and to everyone, you know. And here we are. We came in and we worked. My dad was a stern believer in making it look real because that is the art. Your intensity. And everything makes it believable. And to him, that art was, that's why he, that's why he kayfabed me till I was 27, you know? Because <laughs> oh those, those are some of the, like, I, I had so many things I just wanted to bring up, but like, I don't want to take over your interview. This is your podcast, but like, talk about that. My God. Talk about that. You, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> your dad kayfabed you and then, like, what if yeah. my dad was Haku? <laughs> I, Jesus Christ in heaven! It wasn't just my dad, my mom. You know, my mom yeah. it, because they grew up in this style, in this in this in this carnival lifestyle of traveling sure. and working. That I remember as kids, um, everybody would, um, they, you know, they see our father on on wrestling, and everybody fucking knew in our school. And they would ask me, "Yo, that's, so that's your dad. your dad don't your your dad don't look like the your dad don't look like the dads, you know? But they, he ain't the got a polo would, shirt on. Yeah, but the kids would ask me, "That's your dad?" And then the answer that our our mother would make me, my brother and sister, answer them with was, "Nah, my dad's a truck driver." Yeah. It was like the kayfabe to the kayfabe. Because because they had to protect it, right? Yeah, I mean protect it. Well, my dad protected it. My mom just didn't want us to join wrestling. <laughs> dad, so so let's let's break that down again. I, I was trying to be respectful about the wrestling part, but your dad was beating the shit out of everybody. Your mom wanted everyone to shut the fuck up, and she had the power to do that. Maybe even more than Haku. And if Haku's listening, I didn't mean anything by that. I think you're a very powerful man. <laughs> Fuck that puppy shit. I remember that night, and I don't I like, dude, you've been all over the world. We're talking about a little fucking indie show in Barnesville, Georgia. But I remember saying, like, what is your dad like? And I bought him a bottle of Crown Royal. And I remember, like, I told Jake that that night. I was like, I, like, I gave Haku a bottle of uh, Crown Royal. And he goes, that's pretty cool, man. Maybe we should get away from him. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like jake jake was one of the toughest fuckers in our town and he was scared of haku and i loved it yeah man he, but everybody was i could i could tell how much how much he um he he, he really liked my dad yeah just the way he he approached us and, and was really paying 
Totally such uh, great respect. Totally yeah, respect. you know, total respect. And Brian too. Um, yeah. And I, uh, that's, I could tell at the beginning that's who you were, you surrounded yourself with. And those guys, man. If there, if it wasn't for those two guys, and not to harp on it, and I know that people don't understand what we're talking about, but like. If it wasn't for that's there's a core four tattoo on the back of my left leg, uh-huh. on the inside of my left leg. That means Tom McFarlane and Carl Anderson. Carl Anderson never lost to get it yet. Yeah, we'll make them. Uh, on the inside of my left leg, there's a tattoo that says "Highway Man," and it's Brian, Jake, and I. And uh, it, you know, to a lot of people, that's fake wrestling or it's whatever it is. But like when I started, like those guys would, would beat my ass and call me a Mark and do all this stuff. And, uh, but then we'd wrestle all weekend. Then we come back and I go to Brian's on Tuesday and he had a government job. So he was the only one that wasn't a loser. And he would, he would put the, he would edit the tapes and then he would type my resume and then he would send it off to the WWF. And like, if there wasn't a him, like fuck, I would have just I would have been out there on the weekends like all the brothers are, like, and, and I would have never made a living doing it. And I respected them for that. And and a lot of guys you, I have a lot of guys that are meetings or whatever. And, yeah. And guys that hang around and, and I like those guys. But uh Brian Jake were never those guys to me. And, and they uh they were cool guys and I, and I can see I, that I from the, the very beginning. I can see that from yeah. the very beginning, uh from meeting them. They, they, those two are like, um, they had you back. They still yeah. have you back, um, through and oh, through. Man. And, um, they, they travel, uh, across state lines, <laughs> come and, and support you. And, and I, they're coming to see me this weekend. I love that's, that. You know, that's and, cool. and right to me, that's a big thing for me. And, and, uh, when, when you find good people like that to support you through and through, you know, and, uh, and, and, uh, the way I look at it, it, I hope we all make it in that yeah. message, you know. And if you can't, well, I, I hope my friends don't like uh, do anything to not help me make it, you know. It, it, it's, no, it's, I, it's the truth, man. Like I'm yeah. sitting here, I'm looking at my thumbs right now, but but like, <laughs> but no, no lo- loyalty, man. Like there's a loyalty. flag behind you. There's a flag behind you. Yeah, and and you can. Say what you want about. There's a flag behind me. I'm loyal to those guys, and I always will be. And there's a flag behind uh, me, and I'm and loyal to those guys. And there's a flag behind you, and, and I'm loyal to those motherfucker, guys. Motherfucker, I'll always be loyal to that. Yeah, you know. And I don't care, like, if you work there or I work here and you make more money or I make less money. Like, yeah. at the end of the day, I had a great wrestling career. I'm 19 years in now, and I haven't done shit. But I'll turn – I don't know if this will work, but I'm going to turn this motherfucker around for a second. The most important thing in this room to me, and I don't know if you saw it or you can, is there's a picture of a T-shirt over there. Oh. And uh, – like, New Japan? Yeah. I the see boy, that New Japan the, the, Young Lion shirt over there. I had a, I had a real bad moment leaving because a lot of people don't know this but leaving i was i got fired from the wwe when i was 26 years old and i went and i promoted wrestling in some third world countries and made a lot of decisions that were probably bad but it kept me going and those are good stories for good podcasts but uh, then when that started to peter out and i ended up in tna and i did a year contract and the business started to fall there and then they couldn't they couldn't do what they said for the year up and all that. I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought wrestling might be over for me at 28 years old. And I remember calling my father, who always had my back, and I said, I can't go out on my back for 200 bucks with a fat guy in sweatpants laid on top of me. I still might now. At the time, I couldn't do it. And I, I didn't want to give up, but I thought it was near. I messaged Carl Anderson. We were laughing back and forth. And he showed a video of me, of me beating up a guy in the corner, which is nothing, uh, on a TNA pay-per-view to uh, Tiger Hattori, who, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> you, you probably know who he is. If you don't, 
he was a boss liaison for 175 years <laughs> for Americans to come to Japan <laughs> and one of our favorite all-time characters. But Chad Carl, who's in line for a massive push and was a way better singles professional wrestler than I'll ever be, uh, showed him the thing and basically the rib reversed. And the guy was, hey, man, that guy's pretty good. I think you're a tag team. And Carl went, fuck this. <laughs> but <laughs> then Uncle Doc Gallows shows up and... Uh, you know, we took off and the rest was history. But if it wasn't for those little moments, like, yeah. fuck, who knows what, what would have happened? And, right. And our wrestling, I, I might not have ever met you. So that that means a lot to me. If you want to talk about the in-between, there's a lot of fun stuff we can go over in oh, that. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. but just give me one second to talk about Bad Luck Fale, Tama Tonga, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows. <laughs> there were some times that were lean. Yeah. Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, Carl Anderson, and Doc Gallows. When New Japan Business would do this, stood in our fucking lives. Mm -hmm. We were selling t shirts in a wrestling store. <laughs> oh, boy. We were hustling. We were doing a lot so of brother boy. shit, man. And, we were, but we were but trying the, to find those all... were. I've starved in wrestling a lot. But some of my favorite times were being beside you motherfuckers. Like, I will, if we never do business together again, which we will, I will never, ever forget <laughs> and not smile <laughs> about any of that. Because, God damn it, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. So much yes, fun. It was. And then, you know, um, the, 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 the picture I wanted to um, show everyone was how how original and how organic our friendship was that we displayed uh, on TV. It was because of everything that happened behind the scene. You know, we were all struggling. We were all trying to figure it out and trying to make money. And, you know, Gallows came in with his, with his experience and taught Fale and I. Fale and I were just, Fale was a rugby player who knew nothing about wrestling. I mean, besides... Like you just knew like the mainstream stuff, you know, and myself also, my, come on, my dad, uh, kayfabe me my whole entire life from wrestling. So, <laughs> you know, so at, at the time, you know, uh, Carl Anderson was, you know, he was smart to the game, but Gallows had all this experience that, that Gallo, that Anderson never like had. So, out of all of the, out I was of, an American well, failure. He was a Japanese success. Uh, you know, you know, <laughs> out of that, you make your own way, right? I, I, I wouldn't say failure because, you know. Uh, I say that in jest, but I, it, yes. You know, but I, the way I looked at it, like, he, he came into Japan, uh, the way I looked at it, um, Gallows. So I didn't think, I didn't have, like, an, an idea. Uh, I didn't think of him in any kind of negative term because, he had done all this experience and all I thought was, man, this dude knows a lot and I need to pick his brain and have him tell me a lot. <laughs> Little did I know he was going to teach me the carny way and <laughs> that's the way that I learned and I hustled and I got in trouble. But then in the long term, it's helped me. Now you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and so... You know, that, that, that was, we had this dynamic of... of of a friendship that was genuine and real and we displayed it on live television for everybody to see and uh me personally now i couldn't you know be i i don't know what it, it was about me maybe because i was kayfabe from business for so long that i took everything to heart everything yeah so yeah. so to me everything was real because in japanese custom uh you know uh culture wrestling to them was real so what you did on tv was uh uh that was your character in real life and outside they they because it was what you were displaying was something that was inside of you you know and that's where you get the, the fighting spirit you know the fighting spirit it's 
everybody wants to see your inner fighting spirit and that's what you displayed. So anything you displayed on the mat was your inner spirit. And so what we did, what we did was displayed our inner friendship and our connection and, um, and our willingness to like make it to the top and, and together, not solo, but together as, as a group and, and, you know, let's all make it. it doesn't have to be just one of us we can all help each other get to the top so everything that we did you know, from tv to social media to everything the the, the like the crab hunting that shit was all real because we all shared <laughs> yeah. a common we yeah. all shared a common uh, uh um how would you say likes and dislikes i guess you would say so um it, it was a time uh where we it really, honestly, we wanted to revolutionize um, wrestling and change everything about it because there was a lot of things I didn't like about wrestling. I, I hated the, 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 the concept of me, 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 I'm going to get to the <laughs> top. And, and I hated the doggy dog world. I came from, um, you know, from, from, my mom. I don't know, from a family, uh, tongue and culture to sport, American sports where, where family or team display was a thing. So, and I also just came out of the military. Uh, so th these were, uh, times of my life where, uh, they were teaching team, uh, camaraderie friends and, 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 and teamwork. So, it's family. Yeah, it's family. So everything to me was real. Yeah. Everything was, you know, so how I, I approached everything and, and Gallows. And, and I'm pretty sure in everybody's mind, I was like cuckoo because I'm just out there. And Tama, oh, he's Tama. He's in Tamaville was the term that <laughs> we used a lot. Oh, he's in Tamaville, you know. And, and but that was just my reality. And, uh, so man, I don't know how we got, uh, got oh, sidetracked. Well, no, this no, shit. I, I don't want to. I don't want to detract from what you said, but but like now we're getting deep, which I don't. Oh know wait, this is a deep dive, baby. Come on with <laughs> yeah, me. It's Thomas Island. We're taking a snorkeling so, dive, dude. <laughs> wrestling to me, and you can watch me, and you can watch me in every other facet of it. Joke and say fuck and do sex birdies and all that. And, and that's all funny and it's all a joke, but wrestling's always been very, very, very fucking serious to me. And making it or not making it was really serious to me. And thinking that I didn't have what it took to make it pissed me off, like to a degree that I understand. But, like, I didn't have, you can read the comments. Like, I didn't have, I wasn't. I never had that kind of athleticism or whatever. I was a big guy in a lucky spot when I was young. That's that's all true. But what all this meant to me and what I did with it meant more. And uh, I always respected it. And it's funny because I'm the guy who does sex service on the internet, but like the Bob Orton and the Hakus, like Terry Funk was my idol. When I was a little kid, like I saw Hulk Hogan and I saw Jake Robertson when I was eight years old, but when I was 13 years old, I saw Terry Funk, really crazy. I went to Hagerstown, Maryland, and I caught his shirt in the crowd. And then the next month, he worked at Abdullah Butcher in Kaiser, West Virginia, and I wiped his blood on the same shirt, and I had the blood. And then I met him in a, a McDonald's drive through and he wrote down his address, and I wrote him a seven-page letter. And told him I want to be a professional wrestler. And his wife wrote back, Terry's in Japan. Here's a merchandise catalog. And the time went, fuck. And now I went, fuck yeah. That's what it is. But like wrestling meant more to me than it ever meant to, to anybody like that. And I've I loved it so goddamn much. So like to finally have that moment where Indies, WWE, TNA, Noah, whatever, Japan. And then when I got to Japan, I met fucking Carl and 
Tama and Fale and, and the Bucks too and those guys. I knew AJ from TNA, but that was the first time like, fuck man, like, I'd been through the ringer of it and I was trying to hang on to it, but then that was my wrestling family. That's why like, I'll sit here and say it, I don't know where this will air, but like the, the Bullet Club was real you know, that full life and t-shirts and all that. We're all trying to sell them and make our seven bucks. That means a lot to me. It, it, it will mean a lot to me whether I ever stand in the ring with those guys again. It meant a lot to me now. It will never not mean a lot to me. The best time I've ever had in my career. I've been beside CM Punk, AJ Styles. I love AJ Styles. But uh, me, Fale, Tama, my hand switching. And not Carl. Fucking fat in Japan, fucking beer hungover, standing there on pay per view with a big fuck you to the existence. Mm-hmm. Give me that at 25, 35, 45, as long as you let me stand there. Oh, man. There ain't no feeling in the world like the boys being the boys. And I believe in those motherfuckers, and I always will. Yeah. So you and can I'll ask like- me whatever you want, and I'll tell you the truth because I'm two and a half miles of wine in. <laughs> But I'll tell you this, there, there's a tattoo on the back of my leg, and uh, my favorite times ever in professional wrestling, there's a bunch of action figures and merchandise behind me. I'll never cherish anything more than I cherish that, and I hope one day we can beat the shit out of somebody together. Oh, know. hey, hey, and for sure, 100%, you know, and, and I think everybody's really understanding that vibe. Um, I, I displayed it a lot, and especially when you guys left at that beginning there in 2016, I, you know, um, my feelings, you know, I, I think everybody can see that I'm a very passionate person. And you I are. Display, display my feelings yeah. um, to everybody, and I, I really don't give a fuck. Yeah. But um, when you guys well, left, man. you know, and I was like, you know, no, we're going to get together again. And I, I always showed my love to you guys, um, wherever you guys were at, and I, I, I couldn't understand why um people were uh why what why that wasn't happening enough in the world you know i was like man these guys are because bullet club at that time to me was real and the 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 moments we're sharing was real and the things that we displayed what was happening behind the scenes was happening in front of the scenes and that was very real to me you know so you know when they left it yeah that 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 like kind of left a hole in my heart at, uh, when I was when I was sounding like a bitch, but no, it left a hole in our hearts too. And we and and then like not to cut you off, but we're sitting there in some hotel and a two-pour with with two bottles of fucking seven-dollar wine between us, going, God damn it, what the fuck? Why? <laughs> we did it for the money, I know, but fuck. You know, there were a lot of nights of that, man. And you know what? You got to eat that. You got to live yeah. that because you made the decision. You wrote your name. Yeah. You made this fucking decision. But we had so many of those nights. And, and I, who it's it's publicly noted, I've made a lot of bad decisions. And I, I washed a lot of it down with bad shit and bad women and Hey. I, didn't do, I didn't do good for a couple of years with all that. Yeah. And, and it, it is what it is, man. It sucked. Yeah. I hated it. And I thought we were, I can't say the word I want to say. I thought we were sellouts. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that and say the word I want to say. I, I didn't think that one bit. And, and, and I'll be honest with you. Tru, truly, truly fucking honest with you. Um, I didn't think that one bit, you know, at, at the beginning, you had to do. Do you remember? I almost jumped on that boat with you. No, I listen. I, I let's, remember. Let's, let's, let's be honest. I remember every second of it. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I guys, remember trying to get you to come with us. Yeah. And, and, and I. And guess and I, what? And, and I did. I did. I did. Agree. Who said and who made the decision? The yeah. right one. Yeah. But, you know, you did. here's the thing. Let's be honest. I made a lot of money and I, I got I a never, lot of house. But fuck it. You guys, you know, I when you guys I made that, had a little house. It was fun. When you guys made that decision to leave, I didn't think you guys were sellouts. Nobody in us thought you were sellouts. You guys rightfully deserved 
your position to make that decision because I mean you guys with the tag champs, what the fuck more were you guys gonna fucking do? God damn man, let, let, let's 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 put the bullshit aside. I can say it. I don't work for anybody. I, I ain't got a job. Um the fucking bullet club revolutionized professional wrestling. And I and if, if if somebody hears this and they're mad about it, sorry, fight me. If there's no Bullet Club, there's no AEW. If there's no Bullet Club, there's no growth in professionalism. If there's no Bullet Club, there really is no reason to have an NXT. Because why do you turn why do you turn developmental into indie heaven and hire everybody in the business? There's no reason to do it. Am I a big part of it? Fuck no, I'm the big man. Everyone shits on me. Are you a part of it? Yeah. You no. crawl out to the We're ring in a sexual manner? You sure do. <laughs> Is Prince Devitt, who I get that in my comments every time, a big part of it? Fuck yes, of course he is. Don't be mad. You make millions of dollars and I love you. Is Carl Anderson part of it? You can't have a bullet club without a Carl Anderson. Mm-hmm. Are the Young Bucks part of it? Fuck yes. Is Bad Luck Fale the fucking Haku of the Bullet Club? Ask him. I'm not going to. And I think <laughs> I'm a pretty I'm a pretty tough dude. I ain't gonna ask him. <laughs> the Bullet Club. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I've done it years. No, it was real though. It was yeah. fucking real. It was over as fuck. If you don't have that, there's no alternative for professionalism. There's no right. reason for an AEW. ROH doesn't stand up. I'm sorry, guys. Get mad at me. That's the fucking truth. Yeah. If there's no Bullet Club, the resurgence of professionalism doesn't happen. Am I a big part of it? No. But, yes, you are. Yep. But professional yep. wrestling advanced because of what the Bullet Club was in Japan. Yes. That's why they, bought, that's why they bought us. They fucking wanted to die us and they fired. And, you know, 100% man that's what it is man. Yeah. and it, it's real and it happened and it, we're, uh, we're real dudes man and we know, did like, really good we were really good at what we fucking did really I don't think you give it yourself enough credit here not like here we go I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna paint this picture for you for you uh, fans here why um, a, a, just a small part of the whole gigantic part of why I respect this man and, and him and his family. Now, he was a big wrestling fan, huge, all right? And WWE had came in to their town one time, and um, he wanted to be a, wrestling, a wrestler so bad, so bad that him and his dad went to the back of the building, right? <laughs> to the back of the building. Now, now, this is how true. supportive no, his dad that's, that's is. And I, and I love his dad. Yeah, yeah his, I love his dad so much. They he went don't to the care back about of the building. He just cares yeah. about the Bullet Club. <laughs> that's right. That's right, man. I met his dad. He came out of Japan. We've, we've yeah. had dinner together in, in Orlando um, during WrestleMania. They made time to we can all meet up together. He, true. How's like, Tama doing? <laughs> he, he came out to he came out to japan with um with with you know his wife drew's mom um gallo's mom and we've we've had drinks in the room till two three o'clock in the morning in the hotel talking room. Shit, yeah, yeah talking about uh i was telling him that we're gonna take over the wrestling world and, he, <laughs> and right. you know me being crazy <laughs> so you're right his, his dad took him they, you know, how old were you? Were you 16, 17, 18? 18, 18. 18. So they were 18. And um, his dad, at, you know, they went to a wrestling event. You know, it must have been a house show or some show they had. Yeah, he, he, put, he said, you got to wear my suit and carry this briefcase. Like, yeah. So, so he, had, I can't, he had gallows I can't. here, dress up in a suit. Scared right, shit. In a suit. This 18-year-old kid dressed up in his dad. <laughs> now, his dad is just as tall. His dad is tall as hell. He's about six fucking hundred feet tall, like a goddamn jolly green giant, just like Gallows, you know. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, he is. Fuck. Yeah, and so, so he told Gallows, "Wear my suit," you know. He's an eighteen-year-old, you know. <laughs> Wear my suit. Take my briefcase. 
we're going to go to the back. So they're waiting in the back, you know, when the wrestlers come in and uh, they're checking in and they're coming through the back of the building. And there's fans all lining up, you know, oh, we've got to see them as they come into the building. Well, Gallus was one of those fans with his dad. And as, as the wrestlers are all coming in, they're all walking into the building, right? They got this tapered off area. His dad goes behind Gallows and fucking shoves him straight through through the tapes, under the tapes, whatever. Gets me over him, hard, man. Shoves him behind and into the wrestlers as the yeah. wrestlers walking in, right? And Gallows fucking stumbled in and then he got up and he realized he's in front. Of, he's with everybody and just oh. acts like he's one of the wrestlers and walks in with everybody. Hor- horrifying feeling. <laughs> walks into the building with Gallows. Gallows walks into the building with all the wrestlers. So, a, just you know, six nobody, and a half nobody, foot tall bald man nobody, hanging around. Nobody fucking record, realizes that this kid, this 18-year-old that looks like a fucking 49-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with everybody else is with them you know and they just thought he was another wrestler oh there's another jobber <laughs> i saw i looked over to steve rich and i go hey bro and he goes what are you doing i went i don't know <laughs> <laughs> you know sorry bro <laughs> so bad, can, can you imagine a kid just walking around just like oh. no clue no clue Hor- horrified 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 18 years old a fucking six foot seven fucking kid 18 year old just a bald man just (laughs) in his dad's suit so i so i go i don't know what to do right now so i ran into the trainer's room he said trainers and i went in there i went and then rodney mack comes in he's got like i've never seen a guy in real wrestling gear like he's like jacked he's tan he's got trunks on and boots i go Hello, Rodney Mack. And he goes, what are you doing? I said, uh, well, I'm here to give my tape to Arn Anderson. He splashes some oil on his body and tapes his wrist, and he goes, good luck, kid. And I'm like, I think he's on my side. <laughs> About five minutes later, though, and I hope he hears this because he's the man, Timmy White, the handler of Andre the Giant, legendary WA referee, he walks in, he goes, Hey, kid, what the fuck are you doing? And I go, well, I want to be a wrestler, and I'm 18 years old. I want to give my tape to Arn Anderson. I want to give my tape to Arn Anderson. He goes, you got a lot of nuts on you. I'll see what I can do. And now I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. So he leaves. Then Arn walks in. He goes, I understand you got a tape for me. And I go, Yes, sir. And I hand him like a tape and a resume. He goes, I'll make sure it gets in the right hands. And I went, and then Timmy White goes, you can't stay back here. I got a ticket for you and your dad. <laughs> you your, dad you. your dad is still in the back waiting for you. Well, I'm doing it with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> your dad's he in the back fine. like, I hope he's okay. <laughs> he's going, <laughs> smoking a joint. I don't know what he's doing back there. So, oh my god! So dude. then I, I go in. It's like a minor league ballpark. I remember it was Triple H versus Benoit. And they were having this fucking brother match where they're fucking figuring out the hold. And I sit down. And all the indie guys go, "Well, how it work sneaking in the back?" And I went, "I gave on my tape." And they're all like, oh, "This guy." And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first small victory in the wrestling business. Now, clips from this past Friday's happy hour. Available on Thomas Island Patreon page. Lauren, so Lauren, go ahead and uh, ask your question. Yeah. What's up? Um, okay, so first of all, I really enjoyed you and Gal's conversation. I could definitely tell there was some alcohol involved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So my question is, I was definitely taken back by the whole idea that when Gallows and Anderson went to WWE, you were basically on that same boat with them. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't even know that. So my question was, I mean, what went into the fact that New Japan basically was like, they heard that you were, okay, you were giving your notice, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, we want to restructure contract and have you back. Like, what was your thoughts on that? Well, okay, man, sure, that's a good question because I, I think this is, I'm going to tell you guys, this is the first time I'm letting this out and I'll just keep it 100% real with you guys. Gallows and Chad 
AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura were leaving and they announced it in December. Hey, the day as we were getting ready for Wrestle Kingdom, um, they were going to leave a couple. They're, they're going to do Wrestle Kingdom and do one more tour and they were done. So they had like two, two and a half months left. And that was like our top guys. That's one, two, that, that's our top guys. Yeah, ba basically. And so there was going to be a big hole. Shinsuke was the biggest thing that happened in New Japan. And, and him and Tanahashi were just like, you know, so him leaving was huge. So when that happened, I, I was like, I was so attached to Carl Anderson and, and Gallows as boys that when the time came, you know, when they gave their notice, I, I was like, oh, shoot. I had it. I hadn't had it, a contract. I haven't been contracted in, in New Japan at all, ever. So I was going month tour by tour. And that's how they were treating us. And, ooh, this is some deep shit. Uh, so, yeah, so, so I never, um, so they never locked any of us, uh, 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 any of us. Now, if WWE had known this, New Japan would have been over. They would have came in and just like contract, 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 giving everybody all this stuff. It would have been way over because New Japan was going by the old rules. By the that was an old way of doing business back from the 80s all the way. I mean, since the beginning of time, you know, for New Japan was not contract. It, they just did tour by tour. So, um, so on the time when the boys, so we did Wrestle Kingdom, and then January came back at the end of January into February was the last tour. They, uh, I got I got called for a meeting with Triple H out at the at the uh, the performance center out there in Orlando. So in February, first week of February, I went to a meeting uh, with, with Triple H and they, they wanted me. And I was like, all right, cool. And I, and I think the way I got there was because of Giant Bernard. Giant Bernard, A-Train, was a coach out there, you know, is the coach out there. So he got me in. So I said, and I agreed. And I said, okay, I'm going. I, I gave them the verbal agreement that I was leaving. I, that I, I would come join WWE. So I didn't want to break it to New Japan until I got to New Japan for our last tour that like, hey, I'm leaving, you know? So when I came back for that last tour, I was doing it with Chad, with uh, Machine Gun, Gallows, and 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 uh, Shinsuke. We came for that last tour and I went to office and I was like, uh, actually I called uh, Tiger Tori and I said, hey, this is, uh, is going to be my last tour. You know, after this tour, I'm I'm done. This is my last one. And, and he's like, and, and I just remember, he goes, what, what, what? And he was just so, like, lost for words. And we hung up the phone. And 10 minutes later, uh, the president of New Japan called me. Hey, can you come to the office tomorrow? We'd like to, uh, you know, da-da-da-da. And I was like, all right. You know, so I, I went into the office. But they didn't know I had already confirmed with WWE. Oh. And, yeah, so... I went into the office and uh, they they threw out some deals. They're like da 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 this this. They gave me this like whole whole bunch of deals, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm sorry. And they were great fucking deals. I said, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. I'm I'm uh I'm leaving. You know, I'm I'm gone. And uh and they they were just like, but we'll give. You. I was like, I'm sorry. I already gave my word. I'm I'm leaving. And so we hung up. Uh, I left the, the office. We went back. We continued the tour. We we had a day off that next day. And then the following day, we, we went and did this match. And, uh, and oh, man, I don't know. I don't know how, uh, if this is appropriate, but Fale had told, Fale was staying. Fale had told them, I think if you bring his brother, he'll stay. And then, right. and so, so then when we went to the, to the arena, they don't match it. Like Hattori called me, he goes, Hey man, Hey, uh, we'll bring your brother. And, and I was like, what? And I had been trying to, trying to bring my brother in so we can tag team for the past two years. And it was always a no, no, no. And rightfully so, because there's no room. And then they, uh, they called me to the office that following day and came in. We'll bring your brother. And they laid out a deal for me. 
I said, all right. So then I had to call back WWE after that. And the first one I had to call and let him know was uh, A-Train. And I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry. You know, but they just made me a deal. I can't, you know, I, I just can't refuse, man. I'm sorry. He's like, and I could tell it hurt him because, you know, I, I wanted, I love A-Train. And I wanted to go work with him. You know, I worked with him before. And he took care of me. And then uh, I came, uh, who's that? Um, and then after I hung out with him, I, I wrote an email to uh, whoever their, their, their recruiter guy is. I don't even remember. I don't even know. Came in semen or something like that. And, and then I, I said, hey, I'm sorry. You know, da 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 this. Thank you very much for the opportunity. You know, and, and then that was it. And it was the end of story. And I, my brother came in and me and him started our run. Boom! All right, that's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for taking a listen here on Thomas Island. Woo! That was a good one, man. You know, I'm looking forward to next week. You guys, come back. Join us next week. We're going to have another great episode ready for you guys. Now, follow us at... What is my social, man? I don't know my social. Well, Tom... Tama, if you want to find Tama on Instagram, head over to at the good bad guy Tama Tonga on Instagram. Head yeah, over to yeah. at Tama Tonga, at Tama underscore Tama, or, sorry, at Tama underscore Tonga <laughs> on Twitter, at Tama's Island on Instagram or Twitter, and then I'm at Ross W. Berman IV. Uh, thank you all for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.